This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Listen to one of this year's top true crime podcasts. Unknown Subject, Season 3 of WTOP's American Nightmare podcast is out now on all podcast platforms. Coming south of I-97, still in delays, never got the all clear on the crash or whatever remained of the crash at St. Stephen's Church Road. 270 loosening up through Gaithersburg, 95 Beltway to Beltway, good. In Virginia, getting better on 66 West into Manassas, but south of Manassas, delays remain on 234 Prince William Parkway from 28 toward Clover Hill Road. The crash along the way likely still blocking the left lane, but northbound lanes are open, 95 south, just crowded in Woodbridge. Crash on Route 1, southbound slow toward Mary's Way. Northbound traffic on 395, still heavy at the 14th Street Bridge. Out of loop, still slow getting to the Woodrow Wilson Bridge. Our traffic center still presented by Window Nation. Pay no interest for five years on your new windows, windownation.com. I'm Dave Dildine, WTOP Traffic. Our forecast now from Jordan Evans. Mostly cloudy this evening, decreasing clouds overnight, and temperatures cooling off 30s after 10 p.m., Low 30s to mid 30s for early tomorrow with mostly sunny skies for the afternoon on your Friday. Looking fantastic with a high of 60 degrees and light southeast winds. I'm 7 News Meteorologist Jordan Evans in the First Alert Weather Center. And right now we're looking at 45 in the nation's capital. 659. This is WTOP News. WTOP FM Washington. WWWTFM Anassas. WTLP FM Braddock Heights Frederick. You're listening to WTOP, Washington's news, traffic, and weather station. WTOP News. Facts matter. Good evening. I'm Sean Anderson. I'm Ann Kramer. Coming up. The latest on the deadly shooting at the UNLV campus and what police are saying about the victims. Did police in one part of our area tip off a murder suspect wanted in D.C.? A real-time crime center, D.C.'s latest push to fight crime. I'm Kate Ryan. And on Wall Street, the Dow picked up 63, the Nasdaq up 193. It is 7 o'clock. In the deadly UNLV shooting... Suspect had a list of people he was seeking. Intense fighting in the Israel-Hamas war on Hanukkah. United Nations officials say there are no safe places in Gaza. Texas judges allowing Dallas area mother to have an abortion without fear her doctor would go to jail. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition. I'm Jennifer Kuyper. Police say unemployed Professor Anthony Polito legally bought the gun he used to kill three faculty members and seriously wound a fourth at the University of Nevada, Las Vegas yesterday. CBS's Christopher Cruz. Sheriff Kevin McMahill says the shooter came prepared to kill. He had brought 11 magazines to the scene with him. Nine loaded magazines were found on his person after the shooting. McMahill says the killer had been rejected for jobs at schools in the area, was struggling financially, and had a list of people he wanted to kill at UNLV and at Eastern Carolina University, where he taught from 2001 to 2017 until he resigned. We're still learning a lot about this suspect. Still trying to understand motive. Christopher Cruz, CBS News. Israel's war on Hamas rages as a holiday gets underway. CBS's Natalie Brand. On the eve of Hanukkah, students in Israel decorated menorahs in honor of the estimated 130 hostages still being held in Gaza. I hope that they get to see their family soon and um, that, they, that they come home safely before uh, hopefully to, to still celebrate the holiday. 
But for now, the fighting between Israel and Hamas escalates, with the Israeli military saying it's intensifying its offensive in southern Gaza, hitting targets in the city of Khan Yunus, considered a Hamas stronghold. The national menorah is lit on the ellipse by the White House, and Second Gentleman Doug Amhoff says this year is different with the Israel-Hamas war and anti-Semitism in the U.S. You know, a lot of us are feeling unmoored and afraid. We've not seen anything like this moment, and I know it's scary. In the U.S. House, Speaker Mike Johnson announces... The House of Representatives censures Jamal Bowman, representative from the 16th Congressional District of New York. Congressman Bowman triggered a fire alarm in a U.S. Capitol office building when the chamber was in session. The Democrat says he pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor and apologized for his mistake. The White House is concerned about the Senate's future failure, that is, yesterday, to move forward on a supplemental budget request to provide aid to Ukraine, Israel, and for border security. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby. There are a small number of Republicans that want to hold that aid hostage for some pretty extreme border policies that the president is, is not willing to, to talk about. On Wall Street, the Dow closed up 63 points. The Nasdaq surged 193. Now this. Staples stores provide innovative products and services for small business, remote workers and learners, even teachers and parents. Explore more at your local Staples store. 703 here. It's Thursday, December 7th. 44 degrees right now. We're headed to the 30s, if not lower overnight. Good evening, I'm John Doman with the top local stories we're following this hour. The question is, did police in Virginia tip off a teenage murder suspect now under arrest in D.C.? Earlier this week, 16-year-old Ashton Ibenay of Alexandria Alexandria, was arrested by police in Fairfax County, charged with killing 24-year-old Diamante Lewis on the U Street corridor back in October. But when he was arrested, police say Ibenay had altered his appearance, And D.C. police say that's because their suspect was, quote, essentially tipped off after police in Fairfax County said he was no longer allowed to show up to his school. Police state in court documents that gave the 16-year-old about a week to remove evidence from the home that could connect him to the crime. Fairfax County police say they have a duty to keep their students safe and they don't regret the move. The suspect in cr- the spike in crime around our region has dominated headlines, and it's having a real impact on how we live day-to-day life. Now, D.C.'s mayor and police chief showed off the newest tool they hope will help stop some of that crime. WTLP's Kay Ryan tells us it will include getting help from other parts of our region and also involve adding more cameras. The plan is to centralize D.C. and regional crime-fighting efforts. D.C. Police Chief Pamela Smith offers an example of an armed carjacking in a neighboring county like Prince George's and how that would be handled. We can track that vehicle in real time, and it's a quicker response time um, than what we currently have right now. The use of cameras and constant real-time monitoring of that information raised questions about privacy and how far the surveillance would go. Smith says facial recognition, for example, will not be used. Nine regional agencies, including Arlington, Fairfax, Montgomery, and Prince George's counties are involved. In the district, Kate Ryan, WTOP News. A move to boost public transportation in the DMV will bring big rail improvements to Northern Virginia. Today, elected officials announced the state received $729 million in federal funding, which will go toward finishing a new long bridge across the Potomac between Arlington and D.C., 
This is Virginia Senator Tim Kaine. Long Bridge is like the skinny piece in the hourglass. Long Bridge is the connection between the Northeast and the Southeast. And there's nothing that can really happen in terms of growing our rail uh, usage, both for passenger and freight, if you don't deal with Long Bridge. Other improvements include an addition of a third line of track in Prince William, Stafford, and Spotsylvania counties, as well as upgrades to Virginia Railway Express's busiest station, which is LaFont Plaza in the district. The goal is to expand capacity on Amtrak and VRE service. The funding comes from an infrastructure bill passed by Congress back in 2021. Light rail service in Baltimore will be suspended indefinitely starting tomorrow. The Maryland Transit Administration held a press conference today citing mechanical issues on rail cars for the sudden service disruption. The agency says issues with the cables had caused six separate smoke events in the last two years, necessitating immediate inspections and repairs. This is MTA Administrator Holly Arnold. While the risk level remains acceptable, we're taking action out of an abundance of caution and in order to to facilitate an expedited inspection and repair of the fleet. We will be implementing shuttle bus service at all light rail stops effective at start of service tomorrow. And we will begin immediately inspecting and repairing the fleet. The MTA did not provide a timeline for when service will return, but said they'll return to full service when they have 19 rail cars available. This comes as Maryland's Department of Transportation released plans this week to reduce over $3 billion in spending over the next six years. Hundreds of people gathered in downtown D.C. tonight to watch the menorah lighting on the first night of Hanukkah. WTOP's Scott Gelman explains why the event meant a little bit more this year. Dreidel Man and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff were among the hundreds of people here at the Ellipse for the national menorah lighting. Emhoff says he's hopeful despite a rise in anti-Semitism. The story of Hanukkah and the story of Jewish people has always been one of hope and resilience. As the candle flames burned, many kicked off the holiday with latkes or jelly donuts. This is Danny's first Hanukkah in D.C. I think it's definitely just a good time to kind of come together and remember that, like, no matter what people believe and no matter what, that there will always be kind of light and darkness. At the National Menorah Lighting, Scott Gelman, WTOP News. Now, coming up on WTOP, are you doing a secret Santa? Well, if so, don't go buy a present. We have money news as well. Don't go buy the wrong present, I should say. Money news also coming up in a moment. It's 7.08. Michael and Son's heating tune-up for only $59. Michael and Son. Traffic and weather on the 8s. Let's go to Bob Imler in the WTOB Traffic Center. And Landover at last report, the crash remains on the inner loop of the Beltway at 202 along the left side. Very slow, beginning uh, well before, four, uh, before 450, yeah, down to 202 as you squeeze by to the right on the inner loop of the Beltway. On the outer loop of the Beltway, Montgomery County had one stop from the roadway near 355. I think it may have moved on. Things are moving a little bit better there. Headed around from Connecticut Avenue now. And on 95 in the Baltimore-Washington Parkway, you're doing all right. Same with 270 uh, between the Beltway and Interstate 70. Uh, Beltway's still a bit slow here and there on the inner loop through Bethesda and Silver Spring. 50 out to the Bay Bridge. That runs without delay. And traffic in Virginia looks all right on 66 in both directions. 95 south, briefly slow, getting to Woodbridge. But on southbound Route 1 in Woodbridge, the crash remains at Mary's Way. It is very slow from 123 uh, getting down to that crash on southbound Route 1. 
Why are America's freight railroads safe and getting safer? They equip dedicated rail employees with training and tools they need for safe operations. Learn more at AAR.org. Bob Inler, WTOP Traffic. Now look at our forecast. We have 7 News First Alert Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. A nice evening and a cold overnight. Temperatures by morning will be down into the 20s to lower 30s across the area with light winds. But feeling warmer for tomorrow afternoon and brighter skies. Expect temperatures to top out into the mid to upper 50s across the area with, again, some pretty light winds and mostly to partly sunny skies. On Saturday, pretty similar conditions. Sunday, your next weather maker already on possible alert for rain and wind. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. Right now it's 43 degrees in Laurel. We have 44 in Centerville, 44 in Falls Church. And it's 44 degrees here at WTOP, brought to you by Long Fence. Save 25% on Long Fence decks, pavers, and fences. Six months, no payment, no interest financing. Terms and conditions apply. Go to longfence.com. Money news now at 10 and 40 past the hour, and here's Larry Kofsky. Amazon customers who like to pay for their purchases with Venmo will have to find another way starting early next month. Amazon is ending its partnership with Venmo after a little more than a year. It cites recent changes but offered no further explanation. What if you don't have to recharge an electric vehicle battery? Stellantis, parent of Jeep and Chrysler in the U.S., plans to try battery swapping on some EV models in Europe. It's working on the technology with Ample, a San Francisco startup. Epic Games is expanding its Fortnite franchise. It has released Lego Fortnite, the first in a series of new titles. The game will let players create their own tools, weapons, and shelters as they struggle to survive in a hostile environment. Modest gains on Wall Street in a rally led by technology shares. Dow Industrials gained 63. The S&P 500 added 36. The Nasdaq rose 193. From the Bloomberg Newsroom, I'm Larry Kofsky on WTOP. This report is sponsored by Capital One Hall and Tyson's. Capital One Hall is Tyson's ticket to Broadway, live music, comedy, and more. With holiday programming for the family, make Capital One Hall your entertainment destination. For tickets and info, visit CapitalOneHall.com. Just ahead here on WTOP, are you part of a secret Santa swab this year? If so, don't buy a bad present. We'll tell you what that might mean. It's 712. Here's John Meyer, VP and GM of Software Ventures at Arcfield, encouraging agencies to keep focused and patient when employing a zero-trust strategy. The journey to the cloud, it's exactly that. It's a journey, right? So as they're planning and designing their zero-trust architectures, they're also leaning forward and saying, do we do this in the cloud? Do we still stay on-prem? Maybe we push most of this to the cloud. Uh, so it's, it's a journey, and especially for those organizations, just keeping up to date, right? I mean, uh, Microsoft came out, the NATO summit over in Lithuania, and said, hey, there's a Word doc, and it has a, a, a vulnerability in it, right? It can take over your systems. Those are going to evolve. They're going to continue to happen. So staying on their guard for what they currently have to do while they're migrating to their future position, right, is is really important. That's John Meyer, VP and GM of Software Ventures at Arcfield. For more, go to federalnewsnetwork.com, search Arcfield. An orthopedic surgeon makes understanding pain painless. It's the biggest frustration that patients have. This is Dr. Pamela Mehta talking about aches with unexpected origins. I see patients with pain in their knees, their hips, their back. Oftentimes, the pain is actually coming from their feet. 
bet they aren't expecting to hear that. Those patients are super surprised. They can't believe that the pain in their knee isn't coming from actually inside the knee. But if you think about it, the feet are the base to your whole body. That's why she suggests personally fit arch supports. Emphasis on the personal fit. If you get something basing it just on your shoe size, it isn't going to fit you properly. And if it doesn't fit well, it probably won't work well. Go get our supports fitted to you. It's as easy as going into a Good Feet store. The Good Feet store has locations across greater D.C. and Baltimore. Visit goodfeet.com to book your appointment today or just stop by. I'm Jonathan Cotton, and we look forward to seeing you at the Good Feet store. Coming up, big changes coming in Birdland, and the Capitals are back home tonight. They're welcoming the Dallas Stars. We have sports in 10 minutes here at WTOP. A recent WTOP panel discussion in partnership with AARP focused on the important role of family caregivers. Nancy Lamond is Chief Advocacy and Engagement Officer for AARP. There are 48 million family caregivers in the United States, and roughly 61% of all family caregivers are working full or part-time in a paid position. So this is on top of it. And the estimates are that this care accounts for roughly $600 billion to the economy. And that's more than all out-of-pocket spending on health care in the United States. So it is a huge economic issue for the health care system, and it's also an economic issue for individual families. To hear more of the discussion, including challenges facing family caregivers, as well as initiatives and resources to help them, go to WTOP.com and search AARP. AARP is committed to continued support of programs, laws, and policies that provide caregivers the support they need. Washington's top news, WTOP. Facts matter. It's 715. Good evening. I'm John Doman, and thanks for being with us. And tis the season for gift-giving, with many people participating in Secret Santa. And while some people have an easy time finding the perfect gift, others find that it's not as easy. In fact, there are even some gifts that experts say are bad ideas. Julian Gibbies, an assistant professor of marketing at West Virginia University's College of Business and Economics, and he joined us on WTOP with some tips. Secret Santa is obviously a little bit more of an informal, you know, gift exchange, but there's definitely some rules. So I say the first thing is to avoid anything overly expensive, right? You think about the vast majority of Secret Santas, people set price ranges well ahead of time. And so I'd say definitely stick within that price range. Because if you don't, if you go with something super expensive, you're just going to make everyone uncomfortable, right? Ranging from the person you're giving the gift to, to everyone else there who's giving a cheaper gift. So I'd say definitely avoid going with something super expensive. And then the second thing is with to remember with these secret Santas, they're often kind of a very public setting, right? Maybe at the workplace, maybe with extended family. So I definitely suggest avoiding going with anything that could potentially embarrass the recipient. So you think about things such as a gift card to a gym, right? Even if it's well-intentioned, it could cause a little bit of embarrassment or something like a gag gift, right? There's a time and place for a gag gift. Secret Santa might not be that time and place. As you mentioned, a lot of these take place in an office setting. What do you suggest when it comes to gifting alcohol? Is that appropriate? So in the office setting, right, that's certainly going to depend on your workplace norms and, and kind of the culture at the workplace, right? Um, but what I will say is I think alcohol could be a great gift for outside of the workplace for people who don't know all that well. So when it comes to these secret Santas, I think that oftentimes we have to go with something a little bit more generic, right? When we don't know the person all that well. So alcohol could be great. And in fact, the most recent statistics I saw was that about 75% of people drink wine. So for 75% of the people, that's a great generic general gift, if you will. But also make sure you do your homework, right? Because you don't want to give it to the 25% of people who don't drink because they probably won't be that, that happy with that. What are some of the worst ones that you've heard people give as gifts and what are some of the best ones? 
So some of the worst ones are some things I would mentioned earlier. You'd honestly be surprised. So, I mean, things like gag gifts, right? They're actually somewhat common. Some of these ones that you kind of hear about all the time, like socks, even underwear, right? Just things that it kind of makes you wonder, like, what are they thinking? And then honestly, some of the best ones I've heard about are sentimental gifts. So you think about the times when you receive sentimental gifts and maybe in these secret Santa settings, when you're almost least expecting to receive a sentimental gift, they can really, really hit home. So those are some of the best and worst, in my opinion. That is Julian Gibby, the assistant professor of marketing at West Virginia University's College of Business and Economics. Now, a quick look at the top stories that we're working on here at WTOP. Police say the man who killed three faculty members at UNLV yesterday had a list of people he was targeting. He was killed in a shootout with police. Israel is taking new steps to address the humanitarian crisis in Gaza. Keep it here for full details on these stories and more coming up in the minutes ahead. It's 718. Traffic and weather on the 8th now. Let's go to Bob Imler in the traffic center. Better news at Landover on the inner loop of the Beltway at 202. The crash, what's left to it, is now on the left shoulder. We still have a bit of a slowdown, though, coming around after the Baltimore-Washington Parkway headed toward 202, but now with the travel lanes open and the earlier issue on southbound Route 3 at St. Stephen's Church Road, I believe that is now clear. 50 out to the Bay Bridge, each uh, running pretty well, I should say, on 95 of the Baltimore-Washington Parkway. Brief slowdown southbound through Greenbelt on the parkway, and that's really about it. 270 is without delay, and we're in pretty good shape right now uh, traveling on uh, 66 westbound. But eastbound before the Beltway, just now getting word of a crash. And I believe it's going to be along the right side on 66 eastbound just before the Beltway. In Woodbridge, southbound Route 1 of Mary's Way, crash remains there, while 95 is slow briefly at the Occoquan toward Prince William Parkway. Outer loop, a tap of the brakes at the Wilson Bridge, and that's it. Share the ride to work. Commuter Connections can match you with others who live and work near or with you. Learn more at commuterconnections.org or call 1-800-745-RIDE. Bob Imler, WTOP Traffic. That is 7 News First Alert, Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson. Under partly cloudy skies, our temperatures will continue to dip this evening and overnight. It's going to be another chilly evening and cold overnight, down into the 20s by early Friday morning. And a chance to rebound will be just shy of 60 degrees for Friday and even Saturday afternoon. Again, mostly sunny to partly sunny conditions expected, so brighter days ahead. Sunday, not so nice, really nasty. Your first alert weather team already on possible alert will be tracking rain and wind. Wind gusts could be around 30 to 35 miles per hour and rain between one and three inches expected. Maybe some flurries by early Monday morning. I'm 7 News Chief Meteorologist Veronica Johnson in the First Alert Weather Center. We have 42 in Annapolis. It is 42 in Ashburn and 44 degrees here at WTOP. Brought to you by Len the Plumber Heating and Air. Trusted same day service seven days a week. And coming up on WTOP, the governor wants to help parents struggling to find child care in Virginia. It is 7:20. There's a Honda for every holiday adventure. Whether it's traveling to the holiday family dinner in an efficient core hybrid, or heading to a hike to burn it off in a powerful CRV hybrid. Find your new Honda during Happy Honda Days. For a limited time, well-qualified buyers can get a 3.9% APR on a 2024 Accord Hybrid and 2024 CRV Hybrid. See dealer for financing details. Step up your holiday joy today. The most exhilarating holiday show in D.C., Step Africa's Magical Musical Holiday Step Show, is a holiday treat for the entire family. Experience Step with the company's internationally acclaimed performers and enjoy a sleigh full of fun with their furry friends from the Arctic Kingdom as well. 
Step Africa's Magical Musical Holiday Step Show will play at Arena Stage from December 8th through 17th. Buy your tickets today at arenastage.org slash step show. For more than 50 years, KBR's science and engineering expertise has enhanced our ability to explore, examine, and understand the universe. As a leading provider of technology solutions both on and off the planet, no company is better equipped to solve the challenges of mission-critical operations and health technology than KBR. From launch to landing and everything in between, we are the team behind the mission. For more information and career opportunities, visit KBR.com slash careers. Hi, it's Julie Olabongi. And Tony Perkins from News 4 Today. And the best part of our morning is you. We love hearing why more of you wake up with News 4 Today. This is the team that helps me rise and shine. The energy that you guys, it comes through the TV. The banter, the humor. That's available. Um, I don't watch anything else but Channel 4. Well, my family. You so and you're a part of our family, too. Join us for News 4 Today on NBC4 weekday morning starting at 4 a.m. We're working for you. This is WTOP News. Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin wants to spend hundreds of millions of dollars on child care and early education in the state. The announcement coming as federal pandemic relief funds that had been used for such programs expired earlier this fall. The concern is that about 27,000 children around the state will lose access to child care, putting working parents and their employers in a major bind. Under the plan, parents would have to work in order to participate, the governor's proposing to spend $440 million to expand this program. It's a historic strike offending, affecting one of the biggest newspapers in the country, and it's right here in our area. Employers of employees of the Washington Post are on the picket line until midnight tonight. It's a one-day strike because the employees claim the paper continues to negotiate a new contract in bad faith. From the reporters who write the stories to those who help get the papers out, the Washington Post Guild members say they want better pay, especially for entry-level jobs. There's been a lot of arguing at the bargaining table to make clear that what they are offering is not good enough. Reporter Katie Mettler is also on the bargaining committee. The union members picketed next to an inflatable rat outside the Post-K Street office. Opinions editor Zainab Mudalal says she also wants to see more mental health supports for employees. For us to be strong and for us to report and edit and do what we need to do as journalists, we need to be invested in as well. In a statement, the Post says its goal is an agreement that meets the needs of employees and the needs of the business. In downtown D.C., Mike Marillo, WTOP News. Here's your Jill on Money question of the day. Chris from Florida asks, how do you handle an annuity that is left to two people, but they don't agree on how to get the payout? It's either one lump sum or paid out over five years. One person just wants it in a lump sum and just won't budge. These are the only two ways to receive it. Chris, in a case like this, I would probably just give in and go with a lump sum. Who knows? Maybe that person really, really needs the money as soon as possible. So if there is someone who really is leaning hard one way and the other person isn't, I probably would opt for the path of least resistance. Have a question? Go to JillOnMoney.com. Sports at 25 and 55. Powered by Red River. Technology decisions aren't black and white. Think red. Frank Handrahan, there are a lot 
a lot of Orioles fans who are really excited about that news. I Don't think, ask me how I know. Right. I think they can sort of relate to uh, Commanders fans at some point here. There could be an ownership change coming in Baltimore. Carlisle Group founder David Rubenstein is reportedly in talks to acquire the Orioles. That's according to Bloomberg. Birds are currently owned by the 